Hey creators, I hope you guys are well. I hope you guys are excited for the new year. Honestly, I cannot tell you how many times I've said 2024 as if we're already in 2024. Like, you know, when you start writing down the date for next year before the year's even started, like that's how mentally prepared you are <laughs> for the next year. Like that's where I'm at in life right now. I know you didn't ask, but you know, I thought I'd tell you anyway. So in today's episode, I want to talk about the five mistakes that I have made on social media. And I want to tell you about them so that you do not do the same. Now, I actually feel like majority of my early content, especially on YouTube, was centered around mistakes that I had made in marketing, in business, in finance, in anything related to those topics. All the mistakes that I made, I used to just talk about them for hours on end so that you guys could learn from them. But also, if I'm being a bit honest, I think there were some selfish reasons there. I find talking about my mistakes almost easier than talking about my successes. <laughs> what does that say about me as a person? I don't know what it is. Like I find it really therapeutic to just lay it all on the table and just be like, look, I mess up too. Like life isn't perfect. I make mistakes too. Um, and I do find so much value in listening to other people's content when they talk about their mistakes as well, because nine times out of 10, when I'm listening, I realize that I'm making the same mistakes too. And I feel like you guys are going to have a similar experience with this video. So it's also worth noting that this is very timely because as I sit down to record this episode, I of course am going to batch a few other episodes as well. If you know me, you know, I love to batch my content. And one of the episodes I'm going to record is like my end of year review. So my full review, what went well, what didn't go well from 2023. So I'm just in a, like a bit of a reflective mood. And because I've done my prep for that episode already, I've done my whole review. I have a bunch of mistakes like front of mind that I just want to talk about. So should we get going? Great. So the first mistake that I made, and this is a fairly big one, is that I wasn't doing any trial or error. I wasn't testing out new content types and therefore I wasn't learning new ways to engage with and reach my audience. Now, from personal experience, I've experienced this the most on TikTok. I have been really inconsistent on TikTok. It is, in terms of my like hierarchy of channels, TikTok is at the bottom. I am going to change that soon. She says, I've been saying this for a while. I am going to change this next year though, for sure. And I decided to start the process of reigniting my TikTok channel a couple months ago. And I wanted to do a test and learn period. I was like, do you know what? I'm not just going to assume that what I used to do worked. Let's just do a short period of time where I'm testing different content types to see what lands nowadays. And the results were very interesting. I tested a lot of the old types of content I used to share on TikTok. So a lot of the like uh, motivational text over a moving image background, a lot of my repurposed YouTube content, loads of different stuff like that. And the results were damning. Majority of the content that I used to share on TikTok that helped me grow does not fly anymore. It does not work anymore. And if anything, I think it hurt my channel. So fortunately, I did go into this process thinking, okay, let's just trial some things out and do a test and learn. And I'm so glad that was my mindset because if I went into this like whole process of reigniting my TikTok channel thinking, yeah, this is it. I already know all my content. I'm going to be fine for ages. And then I need to re realize that that content doesn't land anymore. I would have been really, really upset. So the trick is, is to see everything you're doing as like a test, you know, and all the information you get back, if it doesn't do well, then just see it as data. Don't see it as, you know, a failure. 
But yeah, because social media changes so, so much and the trends change so much. And when I say trends, I'm not just referring to like a trending piece of audio or like a challenge that people are doing or a dance. I'm not talking about those types of trends. I'm just talking about the way in which creators present their content changes so often. Like if we look at TikTok, for example, TikTok carousels weren't a thing I want to say maybe nine months ago. And now they're one of the most popular content types, but specifically using carousels to tell a story, which is quite unique to TikTok. Most platforms don't use carousels in that way, unless you're counting Lemonade, which is that even a big thing anymore? Who knows? I mean, I've not even heard anyone talk about Lemonade in months. So who knows? But for the most part, using carousels in that way where you're telling a story and you've got text on every screen, that is quite unique to TikTok and it's gaining traction. And that's become like a content trend, which is actually the preferred way to tell a story versus another way that you might have used in the past. So that's just one example, right? But the way in which people share content and the way in which people consume content just changes so frequently that we really can't rely on any previous formats of content just working for us all the time. I've seen this on my Instagram as well, like the different types of content that people respond to changes a lot on, on Instagram. Recently, like six months ago, I went through this process and I was like, okay, so I've done like a bit of a test and learn period. And I realized that actually the motivational content where it's just like a moving image video, which is basically just like a plain video in the background with some motivational text on top or some educational text on top. That is the way forward. I'm now seeing that the trend has changed again. And now actually my pieces to camera perform better. The point is, is that it's constantly evolving. And if you've ever felt like you've nailed it and you know exactly what your audience wants, that will probably only be the case for four to six weeks. <laughs> and I know how frustrating that is. It's frustrating for me as well, if I'm being honest. It is just like a bit frustrating to constantly have to change the strategy. But that is the game that we are in. And I do share so much content, especially on the Creator Project. If you haven't followed us on Instagram or subscribed to our email list yet, I'll leave links below. But especially on those channels, I share so much up-to-date content so that you can stay on top of all the changes coming to social media. So that is the first mistake that I've made and I will probably make it again. I'm not doing enough of testing and learning, which means that I'm not adapting and changing my content frequently enough. In a similar vein to the previous mistake, this next mistake is that I stopped pushing to improve my content. And again, this isn't something that I do all the time, but it's something that sometimes I naturally fall into the habit of doing. It's like this natural state that I think a lot of us fall into where we're like, okay, we've got into a good flow of creating this content and everything feels somewhat easy now. And then we slip into our comfort zone and we stop trying to improve our content and challenge ourselves to produce content in different ways. I do this all the time across all of my platforms. I just get into this state of just churning out content without actually looking for ways to make all of my content better. I like to talk about micro improvements when it comes to social media. And to be honest, this is just a great life lesson in general, especially when it comes to business. But it's the concept of creating a piece of content and looking at it and thinking, okay, that was great, but how could I tweak that to improve it ever so slightly the next time? And I'm not saying that every single time you post, you're always going to know exactly how you could make it better, but just asking yourself the question and setting time aside to reflect on how you can improve all of your content will naturally mean that you get into a habit of improving your content on a more regular basis. It's probably worth saying before we continue, right? I've made these mistakes across all of my channels, but out of all of my channels, my YouTube is probably the one place where I make these mistakes less frequently. I tend to try to improve my YouTube content more frequently. I try to explore different ways to produce my content more frequently. And all these other mistakes that I'm about to explain, I probably don't do them on my YouTube channel very often. And my YouTube channel is by far the most successful channel that I have. So what does that tell you? 
<laughs> what does that tell you? My YouTube channel is consistently the highest performing channel across of all of the channels that I'm on. And I'm willing to bet it's because I don't make these mistakes as often or as frequently as I do on these other channels. So just keep that in mind as, as we continue. Hey creators, do you have any burning questions which you really want answered? For example, are you unsure on how to increase your engagement on Instagram? Or maybe you're debating whether to start a membership. Or perhaps you're confused as to which camera you should buy next or what microphone you need to start your podcast. Well, you are in luck because we have the answers. Every Tuesday, we invite you to submit your questions over on our Instagram at thecreatorproject underscore. Do not forget the underscore. We select one question to answer every single week and we provide detailed answers to that question in our email newsletter. So make sure you follow us on Instagram and submit your questions and you also sign up to our newsletter to make sure you see the answers. Links to both our Instagram and our newsletter are available in the show notes. All right, so the next mistake that I sometimes do and I'm willing to bet a lot of you guys do is having an unhealthy relationship with my analytics. So... For the most part, I actually pride myself on my ability to post and ghost. So that is when I post, especially on Instagram and on TikTok, I can post and not look at my analytics until the end of the month and I will feel no way about it. Like I do not have that thing where I want to refresh the page to see how well it's doing. I don't have that thing where I noticed that I really wasn't performing well and then it gets to me. Trust me, it has taken years of practice, but honestly, I've gotten really, really good at posting and ghosting. It's something that I'm very proud of. However, I have gotten so good at it that actually it has led to me still having an unhealthy relationship with my metrics because now I don't feel like I pay attention to my metrics, especially on TikTok and Instagram as much as I should. I've actually gone the complete opposite way of obsessing over my metrics to a place where I don't obsess over them enough. And just to reiterate, I definitely don't have this problem with YouTube. <laughs> I look at my YouTube analytics and my metrics quite frequently and I make decisions based on them and it's all totally fine. But with Instagram and TikTok, I don't do it frequently enough. So my recommendation and something that I'm going to try and get back to is to post and ghost, post your content, ignore the analytics straight away. The reason why I want you to do that is because I don't want you to get in the habit of letting the immediate results of your content get to you, ruin your day, impact the rest of your content. I also don't want you to be removing any pieces of content either because every post you share is a learning opportunity. And I don't want you to make decisions based on one post that you share. So can't tell you how many times I've had conversations with people and they're like, I tried this new thing and it didn't work. And I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, I posted it once and it didn't go viral. And I'm like, no, we need to stick with anything we're trying for the first time for at least six weeks, if not three months before we know whether or not it works. Right. So I do recommend posting and ghosting. But what I also recommend you do is you set time aside at the end of each month or the start of each month, depending on what kind of person you are, to review how your content has performed from the last 30-ish days. Review it, see what performed well, see what didn't perform well. Track the data so you can see whether you're on the up or on the decline, right? That way you can make better decisions because you're making decisions based on monthly activity or based on quarterly activity rather than reacting to one poor performing post. You're actually looking at a lot of content holistically and that allows you to make far better decisions. Speaking of decisions, let's talk about the next mistake that I have made in the past. And this mistake is making content changes purely based on reach. So if you don't know already, reach is essentially how many people you are reaching. I hate when I explain a word by using the word, like that is not the right way to explain a word. I know you know the definition of reach. I'm more talking about how we use reach in the context of social media. We're talking about how many people saw your content essentially. Now, 
The mistake here is focusing too much on reach. And we all do this. We all look at reach as one of our main metrics. When we are looking at our reels to see if they performed well, what we're really doing is looking at how many people saw our reel first. When we're on TikTok to see how, how our content is performing, what we're really doing is seeing how many views our videos got. The same goes for YouTube. The same goes for Pinterest. Regardless of whether we are consciously doing it, the metric that seems to demand the most attention from us is our reach. That is the one that we are obsessed with. That is the one that we look at first. The issue here is that if you have a good social media strategy, then only some of your content will be designed to get high reach. Like only some of your posts will be designed to reach a lot of people. The rest of your posts will be focused on doing something different. At the very least, you should have content that you are creating for the sole purpose of getting some engagement. When you create content like that, it is not supposed to reach a lot of people. That's, oh, my belly's rumbling. I wonder if you can hear that. I'm laughing to myself because this happens all the time and I'm just going to run with it. And if you could hear my belly rumble, just drop me a DM so that I know to wait next time. <laughs> anyway, essentially every good strategy should have at least two different types of content. One type of content will be reach content. You're creating it because you're trying to get awareness. You're trying to reach a lot of people. The other type of content should be designed to drive engagement. The mistake comes in when you are looking at the content that is supposed to get you some engagement and you are measuring its effectiveness based on its reach. That is the wrong way to measure it. It wasn't supposed to reach a lot of people. It was supposed to get some engagement. Let me give you the perfect example. I stopped uploading vlogs to my YouTube channel for this exact reason. This was an exact mistake that I made. I stopped uploading vlogs because my vlogs do not get anywhere near as many views or as much reach as my other videos do anywhere near. I could upload a video about Instagram updates and it will get at least 10k views in the next couple of months. If I upload a vlog, I will be lucky to push two to 3,000 views within the next couple of months. And it will pretty much cap there. Like I've never had a vlog that's hit the algorithm and reach people beyond my existing audience, whereas my other videos have the potential to do that. So I was looking at these vlogs and I was like, well, they're not working. I'm not getting enough views, forgetting that the purpose of the vlogs was actually to get engagement. And when you look at my vlogs and you look at the amount of comments and likes that my vlogs get versus my other content, then you'll see that vlogs are amazing at getting engagement for my channel. They are fantastic at that. They are the best format of video I can create if I want to engage my community. So long story short, I realized that I was actually measuring the effectiveness of my vlogs based on the reach and that wasn't the right way to measure them. So I'm starting to share more vlogs again. So think about that with your content. If you upload a reel and you're like, oh, well, it only got viewed by a thousand people, but it got a lot of comments, it probably still did its job. All right. So the final mistake that I have made in the past that you might also be making is focusing too much on creating content efficiently and not focusing enough on creating high quality content. Now, I was a bit nervous about including this one because it has to come with so many caveats. Like this is a really layered conversation. What I'm referring to here is I got into a flow earlier this year where I was so regimented with how I created my content and how I batched my content that it didn't leave much space for me to be creative with my content. I was focusing too much on efficiency and just getting the content out there and not enough on being creative, trying new things like one of the mistakes I mentioned previously and actually spending enough time just creating good quality different content, right? I was almost like a content machine. And whilst that comes with its perks, because I was creating a lot of content, it also means that I was holding myself back when it came to creating the most creative content that I possibly could. The reason why this is a layered conversation is because I still very much believe in 
being a content machine, in having a great workflow and batching your content. Those things are still so important. So I just want to make it really clear. I'm not saying to stop batching your content or to stop being efficient with the way that you create content. I'm just saying to pay attention to how much focus you put on the efficiency. Make sure that you are batching your content, you're scheduling time to create your content, but you're leaving yourself enough time and enough flexibility to also just be creative. You know, good content requires time and effort. So the next time you sit down to create content and you tell yourself, okay, I'm going to get five reels done in the next 30 minutes. Great. Ask yourself, are you reducing the quality of this reel to get it done in half an hour? And if the answer is yes, then I want you to think about how much time you actually need to produce the level of content that you want to share right? I'm not saying to start giving yourself more time than you need. I'm saying to give yourself the appropriate amount of time. All right. So it's a real balancing act. Okay, guys, I hope you enjoyed that solo episode. I hope you found it useful and I hope that you can learn from these mistakes and carry these learnings into the new year. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I cannot wait to speak with you again in the next podcast episode. You've just listened to an episode of The Creator Project. We upload new episodes every single week. So if you've not hit that subscribe or follow button yet, then what are you doing be sure to hit subscribe or follow before you leave so that you don't miss out on our new content if you feel like supporting our podcast we would absolutely love it if you could leave us a review and share our podcast with someone else who might get value from it don't forget to hit us up on our socials links can be found in the show notes thanks again we'll speak soon